Welcome back to another episode of One for the Table. My name is Kimchi, and I'm John Kung, and we have a very special guest with us today. Well, all of our guests are special, but this one's very special to me because she is a cohort of mine. I consider her a cohort of mine because we both came up on TikTok together. We kind of had our coming up on the app together, and then now she is a media personality, a author, soon to be published author. A, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about those projects. I'm gonna let you talk about the other ones too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Is it a mansplaining? Why don't you let our guest talk? <laughs> everybody, say hello to Alexis Nicole, aka Hi, the Black Forger. It is me, Alexis Nicole. Yes, John and I started doing the TikTok thing at the same time because of the pandemic and we're both in the midwest so we are eternally bonded by rust belt trauma (laughs) (laughs) so real (laughs) oh so alexis for for some of the listeners who like maybe the one or two listeners who don't already know who you are um could you like give us a little introduction of yourself and what do you do what your main niche is Uh, i eat plants that don't belong to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is that is how my mother describes what I do professionally on the internet. Um, yeah, I am a forager. I eat stuff outside without dying, and I teach other people to do the same. And then you get to make delicious recipes with stuff you cannot find in the grocery store. Usually, Amazing. Bro, I will say, if you have an international grocery store in your area, a lot of those things you can just buy there instead of having to forage them yourself, which I would recommend for stinky things like ginkgo nuts. Please, just get them. Just get them mm-hmm. at the international market. Don't yeah. do what I do. <laughs> I have actually, like, you know, like ginkgo nuts are are an ornamental tree that people just plant everywhere because of their, the, like, really, really pretty... Mm-hmm. What do you, would you describe them like y-shaped leaves yes um but hair tree and they get yeah, like and, but, golden in the fall it's so pretty it's so pretty and so like and the, you do like see then the they do produce like a lot of them produce like they're they're nuts all over the time all over the place um but you do try to process them to like yeah. the edible form and it is just the biggest pain in the butt <laughs> meanwhile what- you go to like the 168 Asia Mart and you find them like vacuum packed vacuum packed oh. completely ready clean completely shelled right. you <laughs> and don't they're have delicious they are so the, good the fruit around it that definitely looks and smells like baby vomit you just get to skip the whole process <laughs> yeah ginkgo <laughs> yeah. so leaves are also really popular for tattoos in Asia because they're so pretty beautiful mm-hmm. uh-huh. and the leaves like when they like in the fall, it just turns like bright yellow. So stunning. It's so, so pretty. And they are one of the trees that has like a unified leaf drop. So they'll all just be uh-huh. like, okay, guys, and we're dropping in three, two, and then just <laughs> all of the leaves on a tree will drop at the same time. And it is the coolest thing. You got to respect a tree that gives it up all at once. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, I really feel like they are the rose petal wig reveal of fall trees. <laughs> the sexual allure of trees. <laughs> Work. The reveal of all reveal. 
Yes, and the and the reveal is bald. <laughs> what is the issue? <laughs> With a nutty fruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Ginkgo's like truly are also like the card carrying member of the Alphabet Mafia of the Tree World too, because they also just switch gender at a whim. Sometimes a oh, tree that's really? been male its entire life will just be like, mm, I feel like fruiting this year. And it'll just do one branch that'll go female or the entire tree will. Honestly, they're trans icons and I love them. Oh my God. Oh. It's like <laughs> that is an amazing the, uh, fact. It's like those girls at the club um, whose gender changes based on the outfits they wear that night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. You know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are and we love you I'm feeling very non-binary today <laughs> oh man this is not supposed to turn into a botany lecture I am so sorry no, no, no we can hope all. for that so I've been curious like how did you get into the world of foraging so my mom is an excellent forager and like an yeah. amazing gardener uh, this is the part of the show where I talk about how my mom's way cooler than I am. She was like, I think the first black female VP at Procter and Gamble, like back in the nineties. I know my mom's a bad bitch. She's so cool. And so the way that she would decompress when she wasn't like flying here, there and everywhere and doing cool stuff, like, I don't know, buying Gillette, uh, she would be gardening. <laughs> Wow. And so when I spent time with her when she was home, it was usually outside, usually in the garden. So she just started quizzing me on plants, both the ones she put there on purpose and the edible weeds from a super young age. And then my dad is an excellent cook, such a good cook, like came up learning from his older sisters and his parents who uh, moved to Ohio from Mississippi. So very trained in all things soul food cooking when he was a fireman, he was like apparently the only one in the firehouse who was allowed to cook meals for the entire firehouse. For everyone else, they were just like, mm, you thought you did that, but like, can we get Michael back in <laughs> And so I would take the things I gathered and grew with my mom, and then I'd bring them inside and I would cook them into things with my dad. So I like to joke that I really had no say in the matter for becoming like this. Well, that's amazing. Because I remember the only thing that we'd forage um, in our family was um, crown daisies and chestnuts in Korea. Yum. Because that was like the extent of like all like my parents like knew to like forage. <laughs> That's still fantastic. Fun. And crown daisies are so pretty. And like so fragrant. Like in soups yes. and like, so, like stews. Like It's one of those species that I have not had yet, but I've only heard things about. It's on the list. I see, like, I'll be too scared to, like, see a mushroom in the wild and to even, like, approach it, like, to cut it. But the way you do it, like, you do it so effortlessly. <laughs> it is nice to know that none of the mushrooms, at least growing here in the States, if you touch them, will hurt you unless you're, like, surprise allergic to them, which is a real worry in the world of foraging, yeah. is discovering an allergy that you never would have found otherwise. What percentages of mushrooms would you say are actually like poisonous versus the ones that aren't? Or just like at least in like, yeah, yeah. Well, 
that gets divided into a couple different groups. There's the <laughs> eat them and you get sick to your tummy and like maybe throw up for a couple of hours. Things like your jack-o'-lantern mushrooms. And then there's the like eat it and then oopsie poopsie, you're dead. Uh, like destroying angels. There are not oh many that are as toxic here as destroying angels. It sucks that they have such a badass name. <laughs> yeah. That's it's metal. It's metal AF. And I'm like, I want to be a destroying angel. Oh my God. And they're beautiful. They're just these stark white little parasol mushrooms on the forest floor. And I could definitely see why someone would look at it and be like, oh, that's pretty. I want to eat it. Mm, bad news bears. Don't do that. Oh. There are quite a few mushrooms that will upset your stomach. Um, even some edible varieties, if you don't cook them thoroughly first, will mm -hmm. upset your stomach. Um, people got to stop eating mushrooms raw. Stop eating your button mushrooms raw. Don't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a PSA. But in terms of things that can actually kill you dead, it's it's not that many species. And the thing that I love is that a lot of things that are bad for us taste really bad. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. like your last chance to be like, actually, I put this in my mouth and I'm not having a good time. A phrase that I have yeah. said for many different reasons during the course of my life. Um, and that is your your last chance to just spit that out. Make that over. Call him an Uber. <laughs> Get him out of Don't swallow it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeff, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> I used to party in college. He knows. He knows. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, stop thinking he's eating more strawberries or something. <laughs> we do have a lot of wild strawberries in our front yard. <laughs> so would you say your diet is like mostly like foraged food or like... It depends on the time of the year. We're like mm -hmm. leaving the time of year where my diet is very much like not foraged foods. During the winter, mm -hmm. it's a lot of spices a lot of things like dried mushrooms being added into other dishes oh buddy but once we get to like midsummer, ooh, early fall that mm -hmm. harvest season i can i can go days without eating things that are store-bought things like oil get a little harder one of my mm -hmm. friends he literally presses his own hickory oil and i'm oh. not there yet i want to be but so, you know, they still have me on the hook for things like olive oil and coconut oil. Mm. Um, but I'm getting a little hand crank oil press this year. Just so I can truly say there are a few days out of the year where, like, nothing that I have eaten was harvested or gathered or sold by anyone else. Is that, like, your ultimate goal one day to, like, go, like in that at least in in the way of like where you get your food kind of go off the grid for at least a period of time i think i'd like to try it just to prove that i can do it that being said i would miss taco bell bean burritos extra onions no cheese extra red sauce add potatoes too much if i couldn't have them for an extended Work. period of time I love foraged food. I also love food that other people prepare too. But no cheese? Of course. No cheese on your no. Taco Bell? Lactose <laughs> intolerant and oh, also okay. healthy vegan. 
the oh, one the one two punch. And this is probably the longest a vegan has ever waited on a food podcast to announce <laughs> that <laughs> they're they vegan. vegan. <laughs> it's like the biggest plot twist of this episode was that she's been vegan this entire time. <laughs> this the entire time. time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> we never knew. <laughs> Sorry to betray everyone listening listening at home. I am indeed uh, a filthy vegan. I've told Jeff if we ever move out to the country, I would be willing to be put on the roadkill list, which is when you're like the list of people that the cops call when like a deer gets hit by a car and dies. And they're like, do you want this hunk of previously alive deer uh, before we send it to someone else or the dump? And I would be like, yes, please. Um, my partner's grandmother was on the roadkill list. Uh, <laughs> I have had family members who've been on the roadkill list. And for me, I'm like, yeah, that feels like the only kind of meat consumption I feel like I can get down with. I mean, that's perfectly valid because in that sense, you're kind of like providing a service because you're kind literally helping. Like, for your yeah. community and making sure that that like life lost wasn't completely <laughs> in vain. Yeah. Get on your uh, roadkill lists, kids. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm from Michigan where a lot of the venison like that we get is like roadkills half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Deer do be getting hit by cars, especially since we killed all of their natural predators, except for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> we were I remember, like wolves. Um, Freshman year in college, um, we were driving to like another college to go to like their party weekend. And on the way, like, you, you ran over a deer, and the driver, um, her best friend just died in a car accident, like, the week before. So she was, like, crying and distraught, and she's like, oh my god, I'm traumatized. And this car that was coming behind it was, like, some trucker, and it's like, did you just, like, hit that deer? And oh we're like, god. yes, I'm like, if you don't know what to do. And the guy just, like, went over there and, like, slit his throat and put it in the back of his trunk and just took off. Damn. Um, <laughs> I've, that... I've been, like... End of suffering and use, yes. yeah, and then made use of it. And again, you're right. Like deer are kind of like they run rampant, especially around Michigan, probably like Ohio too. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's they are like equally bad in both states right now. Yeah, we used to have to be things controlled. like bobcats and bears, and now we don't. No, I think and Michigan does have, have some wolves. But dang, right. that, is, that was metal AF, but also a very Midwestern thing to have mm -hmm. happen. For him to first <laughs> greet you, ask if he <laughs> understood what just happened. What burned you? You were polite about like, it. Oh, but... Okay, sick. Peace. <laughs> Come on, me for the even winter. <laughs> exactly, for the rest of the year, probably. Yeah. Dang. Now, all of us actually here are like Midwest girls, not, well, not Kim right now. She's an LA girl now, but we all like Kim is from Michigan. Born and um, raised. You, yep. You as a person in Ohio, like, do you like have any desire now that you're, and I, I say this knowing the answer fully, but like have any <laughs> desire to like, you know, move anywhere or like, you know, yeah, yeah pretty much a coast perhaps. Mm, well, you know the answer because I know that you get asked the exact same thing, Sean. And like, I was I was literally just saying this on a live stream. The Midwest low-key slaps. Like, it's kind of nice being here. I love 
that my mortgage payment is like you know, under a grundo each month. And the fact that we could even afford a home. I was that... about to say, Kim, a mortgage payment is when you buy a house because people <laughs> here can afford homes. <laughs> she looking at me so mad right now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm staring at the window right now and it's like really <laughs> sunny and 65 degrees. Okay, but it's I would true. like to point out that with how it, how cold your weather has been and how warm our what? weather has been, yeah. that is true. the gap is getting ever smaller. Kim, the gap is <laughs> right. 15 degrees here right now. That is only a 15 degree difference. It may as well be mm. summer. And I'm, in a, these I'm okay with that. Get more people to move out of California so I can actually afford a house here. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by those people who put the Ohio billboards all over Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like, wait, so wait, they do do that, don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. A couple of my friends it, who moved out there are really close to one of them, and they moved from Columbus. Oh, what and do I'm they like, have to oh, say about that? Calling you back. The gravitational <laughs> pull of the Midwest is so strong. <laughs> but no if we if we move again um it will not be to a coast it'll probably just be to a slightly more remote part of the midwest <laughs> i mean i can see up north michigan for you because it's just so beautiful and the wilderness is like just that girl like it michigan very in that cool sense to be a youper <laughs> yeah I, a baby i see that for you i see <laughs> that for you and they still have internet up there <laughs> they do <laughs> still connected i'll be like oh that's my homegirl bear <laughs> we're very close <laughs> just live streaming from the depths of the forest i would I, I think i would love to be a youper girly except for the, like yeah. the twice a year when the need to be in a target would overwhelm me and make mm-hmm. me go to one of the nearby cities oh no no you don't understand there's so many targets in all over michigan there are yeah, that makes like that makes me feel safer. It, Though, if I move to Michigan, the Ohio State University might take my degrees away. Oh, We're supposed really? to just like you guys, and I think it's just because you Michigan is better at school. I was about to say we can get you an honorary one from U of M. I know some people. <laughs> <laughs> and blue is just so much more of a, a versatile color to wear anyway. Oh my god, yes, yeah. Scarlet and gray does not go with everything. <laughs> Let me tell you. Trying to find stylish outfits to wear for like game day Saturdays in college. Mm-hmm. It was tough. It was tough. Oh my god. My high school colors were maroon and baby blue. Which is like I, I don't know who the hell came up with that com like combination. <laughs> but like it does not look maroon and baby blue at Oakenwood High School. Like nothing First matches. Of all, like nothing a jewel was tone in a pastel. What were it they thinking? <laughs> Literally, that makes me want to be dead inside, and I'm so sad and sorry, Kimchi. <laughs> like definitely, like a straight guy like picked the colors, and this girlfriend was 100%. like, "Honey, why don't we just throw in like a little baby blue?" <laughs> Not even like just a straight guy, like an inattentive husband, hey, like uh-huh. or an inattentive husband who just was like, "I don't know, choose these two. Like, because exactly. I'm picturing that in my head, and it's like the most jarring combination I can possibly <laughs> think of. <laughs> it's Dope. the husband who like 
had to take his kid to the doctor because it was an emergency. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have any of these child's records. You need to call my wife. <laughs> Birth certificate. It's name. So, Alexis, you're like so funny and charismatic. And with the stuff you do, I feel like it is made for television. I mean, if you have something in the works, like you don't have to say it because I'm an NDA. <laughs> but as, like, as a fan of you, like I want to see you on television, like exploring the world. And just like foraging random things and telling us about it. That's my dream. I just want to be the guy theory of the foraging world. But instead of diners, drive-ins, and dives, it's, it's backyards, like, oh, yeah. alleyways, <laughs> and hillsides. <laughs> <laughs> just going to different places and being like, oh, yeah, you can eat this. And it won't be Ooh. greasy burgers. It'll just be me just no. biting into nopales. Actually, don't do that. Glow kids are very pokey kids. Don't, don't just bite <laughs> into a cactus pad raw. That'll make your mouth so sick. <laughs> That's probably going to be like a mushroom burger with some like pine corn aioli dripping down yes. your arm. If you take like, a oh greasy bite and you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> pine corn aioli. Okay, I, mm, I need to leave myself a note. Cause that's I'm gonna be like kimchi came up with it. I'm I'm giving you all of the credit, but that's something that I need to make exist this year. I just like throwing like random words together and <laughs> sound <laughs> Which is how I decide what to eat every day. You just spin a wheel. And it's just like mm, wild onion <laughs> remolade. Okay, what are we putting this on to? <laughs> <laughs> no but t- tv one. things are hopefully maybe in, in the works i am talking to mm-hmm. some production oh. but also we are witnessing the implosion of like every streaming service mm-hmm. right now it's true so it's like, who knows what's going to happen like who knows like even if you got a show it somehow ends up on like pay-per-view on peacock or something <laughs> 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 if you sit through an hour of commercials, then right. you can watch my show for free on Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. What? No one Not knows Tubi. what it is. <laughs> and Welcome we are back. back. <laughs> As usual, Kim had to go pee. So, yeah. So <laughs> my morning coffee pee, like it could like hit at any moment, and when I have to go, like I have to go. It's like bursting. Coffee peas <laughs> are just like an unwritten part of the morning routine. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta go. Yeah, which is why like I can't leave leave the house until like I get my coffee pee out. You know? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, but I'm the exact. Same way. <laughs> Even when I'm going to the gym really early in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, can't leave yet. Yo. I downed an entire coffee and yeah. I'm going to have to pee and I'm not peeing at the gym. Exactly. Well, I I'll love like the gym, but... <laughs> our lead-ins from the break are, are actually turning into like talking like with our interview people talking about their bowel movement uh, uh, like uh, habits. <laughs> Every, like, this happened in the last podcast too. <laughs> it's like Honestly? what would you like to know the secrets of my yeah. guests? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so every guest that comes on our podcast has a book coming out for some reason. <laughs> that is such a weird way to say that. That is such, such a necessary read. Uh, because on so many of us blew up at the same time. And then everyone was like, well, now you have to do a book. Because it's I said true. so. And now we are all doing books. Mm-hmm. So mine will be out till next year, though. So I right. did you get an extension in that way? Boy, did you get an extension? I did. Oh, you lucky! Oh my god! How I did, and I only cried for twenty minutes leading up to the call to ask for one. <laughs> <laughs> She's Midwestern. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Well, tell us a little bit about what. The, well, what whatever you can tell us, considering yeah. like you've got some time now. But like, yeah, tell us <laughs> well, about now the book. That I can breathe again yeah. without immediately having a panic attack over the acorn chapter. It is, <laughs> it is part foraging guidebook. It's just like a very basic. Oh, do you live in North America? Here are some things that are probably near the near you that you can eat, and then with each plant or fungi, it goes into detail about its kind of cultural history, how it maybe found its way here, where it is still eaten, if anywhere, in the world popularly, and then some recipes, some of my favorite things to cook with them. Um, With all of my crazy notes included, if you like head notes that read as a weird voice note from your friend, who might be high, um, you <laughs> should read my cookbook. Some of the recipes are just in caps lock because I felt like they needed to be. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so, wait, so this is going to be like part recipe book. Sounds like it's going to be part recipe book almost, but also part like encyclopedia or part reference because yeah. of the, like the way that it you learn about the ingredients and stuff. How, what was your original timing to write that book (laughs) i was originally given like eight months and i was like well that's simply not going to happen because that is not how a year works right (laughs) famously 12 months long (laughs) that's crazy that they would initially give you eight months to write a book that First of all, is seasonal and also like something that is refer. That's like asking you to write an encyclopedia plus cookbook within eight months. That's wild. I did just a cookbook and that took over a year. That makes me feel a lot better to hear. (laughs) I I honestly, for the longest time, was like, am I really bad at this? (laughs) And then... (laughs) Suddenly, a lot of my food friends are like, oh, no, I took this amount of time to write my book and this amount of time to write my book. And I'm like, oh, OK, I just was trying to do it in a very unreasonable time frame. <laughs> Sick. Love that. <laughs> All of those tears were definitely shed for a good reason then. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm working on it for another couple of months, getting uh-huh. all my photography done in the coming weeks. That's a fun Yay. part. That is a very fun part of the process, I would it say. Is. I'm excited about it. I finally bucked up and got myself a new camera uh, to go along with my liked, tried, and true old DSLR. And I am actually very excited about the photography part of it. It was everything else 
Uh, it's very loud in my brain, very cacophonous. <laughs> I did not know how that would translate to paper. <laughs> all caps, apparently. Yes, all caps is the answer. <laughs> I wanted to read like a note that I wrote for you and was like, ah, I heard you're going to be near an oak tree this weekend. Take this <laughs> packet on acorns that I wrote for you and make yourself a little snack. Is it called Intrusive Thoughts by the Black Forager? Oh my god, it's <laughs> Oh my god. As of right now, it's unnamed cookbook by Stressed Out Loud Girl. Uh, that's way better. <laughs> Writing that one down. It's fine. I am just getting genius ideas from both of you on this podcast. It was my ulterior motive mm. all along. Mm -hmm. Take it, steal it. <laughs> right, all yours. Yeah, reparations, take it. <laughs> <laughs> Not from you, <laughs> What we need to do is band together reparations from other people. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. So, also, John, I'm taking a page from your book, and I am definitely going to be live streaming while I am working on my book for the next couple of weeks. That I remember was... always seeing your live streams and being like, God damn it, why is John working on his book? I should be working on my book. I will say that was, I wrote probably a good 50% of my book. Before, this was also before we could like go out, but 50% of the book was me like at my desk um, with tiktok like a tiktok live stream just like pointed at my face because there is like yeah. accountability there because you have people that yeah. are deciding to study during that time you have people doing their chores that time even though i don't have a book to write anymore like sometimes i'll go on a live stream and like fold and put away laundry yeah because, and while talking to oops, sorry, while talking to someone yeah it's Hang that on. like being on the phone <laughs> thing well, it, for me, it's like being on the phone, like when you're on the phone and you're like doing stuff, like you're so productive, you're washing your dishes so or you're also doing laundry or cleaning <laughs> the house. Like, it's just so easy. And like, for me, live streams were the same way. But I wanted to ask you, uh, so you are famously, at least to me, a James Beard Award winner. Actually, the first James Beard Award winner for their, what is the category? I want to say like I think internet media. Yeah, I think it's online uh, media social media digital media it's yes. bad it's uh, it's on the award <laughs> i should just go and flip it over and look at it so um, but, like yeah oh. could you could you technically put that on the cover of your book i can and i will do it <laughs> do it milk every ounce <laughs> out of james beard award winner alexis nicole nelson you are going to get sick of hearing it just like we got sick of hearing it when trixie mattel won her james beard award <laughs> she did oh my god y'all are gonna That's... get sick of it <laughs> wait did she win that one no, I think she, she was nominated. One. I think she, she was nominated. nominated. Oh, she was nominated. nominated. She was nominated. My apologies, Tracy Martell. Yeah. <laughs> not Tracy. <laughs> You're not there yet, Trixie. Try harder. <laughs> Maybe next year. 
Okay. No, but... if, if Trixie gets a Motel and a James Beard Award, that's actually not fair. And I mm-hmm. will start knocking on her door for reparations. <laughs> 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 it's too much for one person to have. Absolutely not. <laughs> we might as well just go burn this motel down while we're at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy your insurance money, Tracy. <laughs> Stop trying to have nice things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, I know what's going to sa- boost the sales of your book. What? Deep picks. No! Picks. <laughs> no! Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I tried so hard. Literally before I even thought my page was going to take off, I was like, no feed for free. No feed for free. Because that should be everybody's oh. MO on the internet. You no gotta buy free the, feed. You gotta buy the book for the feed. <laughs> Forging no. And no one will buy it for my feet anyway because famously they were rated two stars out of five on Wikipedia. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Wait, Kim, you didn't know? Oh, I thought that was a lead up to that whole drama. Yeah, I think, wasn't it last week you got posted on WikiFi? Literally last week, one of my friends was like, you made it. You made it. You're on WikiFi. And I was like, I desire death. I, I want to be dead. Uh, yeah, and I was like, I don't know what I feel worse about. The fact that they got me. They, they really went through and found some old pictures. I'm not even barefoot. I'm in sandals. They found some old pictures of me. And then they have the audacity after digging them out to give them two stars. I could never imagine doing that much work just to be like, eh, mid. <laughs> Okay. I so upset. Most up, like top ten upsetting moments of twenty twenty three. Would you do a, would you give them a comeback era? It's like here's a well groomed manicured close up up to my feet. No, because I feel like that's playing into their hands, Kim. I feel like that's what they want you to do. They neg you. They neg you, and then you're like, yeah. Well, I just got a pedicure. Look at these babies now, and then boom. That is how your foot becomes someone's desktop background. <laughs> no, not a desktop background. <laughs> Although I, I will say, I did. I talked about your. I talked about this whole saga on a live of mine, and I was campaigning for your feet, and I got a lot of people on my mind to go on my live to get on to WikiFeet and like give your feet five stars. So I was actually campaigning for your feet because I did feel like it was. It was an unfair rating. It was an unfair rating. Also, thank you. That's what real friends do. And an and okay friend would be like, they're there. Let's go get pedicures and eat a snack. A real no. friend would be like, nah, we're not taking this sitting down. <laughs> I definitely tapped into my internet fame and got you and got you some I got you some fives. I got you some fives. <laughs> Thank you. And if you ever need the same from me, um, first of all, try really hard not to. People really, people really like looking at you, John, which I know you already know. Do not give them that. Wait, John, are you on no, Wikifeed? I'm not on Wikifeed. Are you on Wikifeed? I don't know. I've never heard of Wikifeed until today. 
Oh, oh my god, I'm so lug. sorry. I oh, we are going low. You could have gone your whole life without knowing. I'm so Wiki, sorry. Wikipedia.com. <laughs> the worst part is it's a very clean website. Oh my it's god. Actually really? It's giving like it's giving like 1990s Craigslist, but like it's it's got like a really serene gray and blue going they on. Blew yeah. nothing on like the old Facebook. I'm, like, I'm not on here. John, you're not on you're here not either. On. I'm not on here, but you're not on there either, Kim. Which is actually surprising. What is actually um, very surprising? Well, when whatever people see me bare feet, because um, I always wear oh, like tights. It's oh, true. Fair. That's true. And yes, I need I, to just start wearing tights and heels all mm -hmm. the time. <laughs> you never have to get ready if you stay ready. Stay ready exactly. exactly. Y'all ain't gonna get me. I'm not my ass. <laughs> I would like to personally apologize to everyone listening who is now aware of the existence of Wikipedia. <laughs> I really thought it was like like very well known knowledge until I made my sad video about mine, and <laughs> instead I just ruined like half of my followers' day well, by telling them you, it exists. Are you on your and to the um, rest of you, you're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Just don't tell us you're happy about it. We don't. Yeah. We don't want to know. <laughs> We don't want to know. How did you even like make it on this obscure website? Um, so it's been a running joke with some of my friends that you've like really made it when you've made mm -hmm. it on to, when like people want to see your feet enough that you've made it onto Wiki Feet. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, this is karma. I was laughing at Hannah Einbender two weeks ago for making it onto Wiki Feet. Uh, of hacks fame and then and then they got me and no, now I, I am so I think sad the call, I think the call is coming from inside the house I think this is like an inner circle work oh no <laughs> okay you are not the only one who said that someone in the comments was just mm -hmm. like sounds like the friend who sent you this screenshot mm -hmm. needs to answer some questions uh -huh. and according to them they were just checking for sillies for laughsies for funsies because mm -hmm. i kept saying i'm not really famous i'm not on wiki <laughs> and now they're like what's your excuse now bitch what's okay your well now? if that is true then that's is not very that is not a very good friend because that means they were the first person to give you like three stars <laughs> Okay, they insist it wasn't them. They were just like, I just went looking for you, and I was like, I'm choosing to believe you because I physically cannot have that conversation. They, they, didn't, even, they didn't even give you five stars. No, I had five they stars. Were like, I didn't want to make. I didn't want to give them my email address, which is fair. <laughs> I I also it's could fair. not That's fix fair. my own rating because I didn't want to give them my email address. <laughs> Well, we all have a burner email for these purposes, don't we? I have a burner email. That's true. That is what my AOL email that I made mm. uh, 20 years ago is for. Yeah. I have a hot, Hotmail account that oh, I made, like, in middle school. Vintage. That is vintage. A beautiful vintage. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, so, Alexis. We truly covered everything. Um, yes, Kim. On TikTok, you have about 4.5 million uh, followers, <laughs> which is um, way more than John. Oh my and, God. Damn. And, wow. and, um, it's not a competition, but do you think you've won? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
because it's not a competition. <laughs> and also, while I may have that many TikTok followers, I guarantee you a million people would not watch me making salmon shirtless on YouTube like they do for Don. You don't well, have to you? make me feel better. I understand that I'm niche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but I'm also very, very <laughs> <No>. niche. <laughs> You're talking like the a wicked thing on TikTok. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that uh, either of us have found like followings brings me such joy because I'm just like, oh, we're just a bunch of Midwestern silly geese. Making when, I our first, when I first came across your content, like I was so immediately enamored by your stuff mm. and your personality and stuff. Because the minute I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the Miss Frizzle of TikTok right here. The way that she got people so like passionate and interested in something as like as something as like obscure as foraging like you made it so so very exciting which it's like, like i yeah. know as a chef i know a lot of foragers and they're all really really great people but like it's hard to it's hard to like communicate that kind of excitement where it's like oh my gosh there is there is this thing there is some purslane in the middle of the cement crack and I'm going to eat it and like to make someone excited as excited for it as they are it's uh it was really really a magical thing and it's like not it's no there's no surprise at all that you got as big as you did because your energy is so generous and so very like it's captivating. Yeah, you made me think I could forage. I'm not going to, yeah. but I could. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, Kim. And you guys have so many delicious plants out there. It's low quad season. To say, in Los Go Angeles? for a walk, eat a low quad. In Los Angeles? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Covered in Especially like in West Hollywood, I see loquat trees everywhere. Okay, covered in like car smog and dust. <laughs> and... Okay, but like, so are all of the rest of our vegetables. I love reminding people farms aren't in bubbles; they're along mm -hmm. highways. Is this true? That's right. actually that is a really good thing to, for you to expand on. So, like, a lot of people in the cities and stuff, they probably have this assumption that foraged or found things in cities are like oh there's like dog pee on this or rat or whatever the whatever the fuck but like it's not like it's not clean just because it's on a farm like exactly exactly also, like, people will be like oh sorry kimchi you got oh no no no, no. <laughs> but now i want to know what you were gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna say you're all gonna die eventually anyway <laughs> <laughs> You know? See, I had a feeling that was what that was a point you were going to make, which is why I wanted. <laughs> it's just a matter of like, how early do you want to die? You know. And honestly, at this point, I'm just like, y'all. They have the boomers out here eating straight paint chips filled with lead, and they're still here. So honestly, I think we're gonna be okay. Like. So, so many folks are just like, but I live in a city. I was like, um, okay. And they're like, well, dog pee. I'm like, nah, don't look up what's in fertilizer. Don't do it. Don't, don't look up what's being put on the plants that you're eating then. Please wash them. Oh my God. When people are like, oh my God, you have to wash everything that you harvested. I'm like, yeah. And you should wash everything you bring home from the grocery store. Yeah. Nasty. Like, isn't that tolerant people... and like energy drink, like bull piss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Red Bull. 
<laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. It tastes it? like Red Bull. Prob well, tastes like what I imagine. Uh, well, this would taste like it's Canada. Bubble I remember when I was like doing pop-ups in Detroit, I would go to these like produce stations and I'm not naming one, anyone in general, but there was like a no, particular one. I'm not calling them out because they, <laughs> they, they like, they right, sorted right. themselves out. They sorted themselves. This one is, this one wasn't even one that was like in Eastern market, the area that I, but I would go to one because they were the only people who would sell me like kale by the case. But this one time I tried to buy like, um, some fruit from there, uh, some blueberries from them, and there was like legit like rat feces in the case oh. of berries. Oh, no. And this is where all the grocery stores buy their stuff, like where they grow buy the case in case in case of like berries and fruits and stuff. So like these stations are also like a lot of them are filthy as well, and yeah. that's why everyone should be washing because like you can't there. It's literally storage for for veg for all these fruits and vegetables from all over the country and they keep it there for like months and yep. so naturally you do it's so easy for them to get like rat problems and stuff so i obviously i went and told them and they were like i'm so sorry and they like sorted themselves out but still like by sorting yourselves i don't know what that means more traps maybe like right exactly <laughs> i as a forager who was raised by my mother of all people am way more nervous about drinking out of a pop can without wiping it off first that's an uh -huh. annoying habit my mom instilled in me from a young age because she was convinced that rats are just peeing on top of cans in storage <laughs> warehouses which you know they could be i guess um versus <laughs> like stuff in the garden i will eat a tomato fresh off the fresh off the plant any day of the week but i absolutely will be <laughs> just running that diet dr pep under just a little bit of water before <laughs> cracking it open. Um, it's it's all about oh, it's all about just what you're thinking of more. And like him, she said, we're all gonna die anyway. <laughs> um, or we'll all just be a part of the singularity, and then you don't really need to worry about body stuff so much. Anyway. <laughs> no, no, I wanna. I was about to be like, no, I wanna die. I mean, someday. <laughs> be underneath the magnolia tree y'all put a cute little uh put my little fringe jacket on the tree so they all know it's me like i would like to grow old but i don't want to like grow too old there it is do, you know like exactly the, the moment like i take a shit i can't wipe myself is when i need to like leave the earth you know mm, if i yeah, that's like, a good if i've my like, man was around until she couldn't beat us in tennis anymore and then she was just like, yeah, uh, <laughs> no thanks. Nine, is... 91's pretty solid. I'll leave now. <laughs> and she knew. She was just like, yeah, yeah, come see me. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm trying to go out. Arguably too active uh, and then gone. No slow decline, none of that. No, okay. no pooping. <laughs> on myself no i mean preferably no pooping ever <laughs> right not, right pooping's not fun but it's I not consuming part of the night if you try i wonder if they'll like find a way to like make you poop less or somehow like <laughs> somehow make your poop smaller just like yeah, turn us into sloths science figured this out yet scientists right? instead of like shitting a brick like you put like a tiny little cube that's been like super compressed 
like a goat? A diamond or yeah. a diamond, yeah. just a literal. Yeah. What? Why don't we just like take it further? <laughs> Pearl. Just swallow a little compression device. Mm -hmm. Fun fact that I learned on TikTok is that sloths only poop like every few months because it's so dangerous for them to come down from the trees that they just literally hold it. They just oh hold God. it for months. And like when they when they go, it's like five feet long or something like that. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. Could you imagine? Could you imagine just holding it like that? Just holding like it all for Presley of like animals. Oh. And they're smiling the whole time. The whole time. I mean, you you see like a swath. They're always smiling because uh, it's because they're holding it and they're like, <laughs> they have a secret, right? Smiling because they have a secret. They have to, they have to go. <laughs> Let, oh, it go. Let it go. Let it go. I was a three-toed sloth in my kindergarten play. Shout out to three-toed sloths. <laughs> they're not better than two-toed sloths. They just have an extra toe. Is all. I don't know. Uh, draw what conclusions you will about that yeah their metabolisms move so slowly so i guess that makes sense i just never thought much about their pooping habits before wow wow <laughs> you learn something new every wow. day in this bright beautiful world i mean you hear stories about people like that doesn't that hasn't like shit in like four to five months you know and I wonder, like... No, I do not hear about those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no I don't know, know about those people either. No, you know Elvis, before he passed away, he didn't poop for, like, a good five months, is, like, what they say. What? What? Yeah, because... We've got to cross-check. Chat GPT real quick. I, we've got to research this. His thought was, like, so bad that he, like, literally didn't poop for, like, five months. Oh, my God. I mean... Oh, it's because of his drug use. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm reading it now. I, I I got it, and this one's from PBS, so you know it's tr you know okay, it's been I like cross reference search, but like yeah, part, uh, Presley was a longtime abuser of opiates, which not only killed pain but also caused oh God. This is their word choice: savage constipation. Wow. All right, and I feel like um, the one-two punch of the opiates plus. What I can only assume was a never-ending stream of peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Banana. Probably not excellent for the colon. Uh, that is a really good sandwich, though. It's like, what was it, like deep-fried peanut butter banana or something like that? Yo, yeah, he'd always have them, like, like, you know, grilled and crispy on both sides. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really glad we got taste. back to food somehow. <laughs> <laughs> he had good taste, but boy golly, I wish he had eaten just like a handful of kale each day. Le right, mm. right. Something, anything. <laughs> Someone check on Austin Butler. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no. Is he back to talking in his Austin Butler voice yet again? Now that he did not oh. get a. Oh, it's like the method acting of like taking it that is it was it method acting or was he just stuck <laughs> i don't i don't know i'm not this is not this is not my like area of expertise but i understood like you know there are some accents i, I will say there are some accents that it's just really easy to fall into pick up um i was just saying like earlier this morning that the australian accent like i I, I, I don't dislike it, but I'm not like the big, it's not like one of my favorite things to listen to in Australian speak, but I spent two weeks there visiting family 
And by the end of it, they were saying that I was starting to like sound. My cousins were saying that I started to sound like an Aussie, and so I nar. left. Yeah, yeah, nar, 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 <laughs> nar. <laughs> nar. I am. I do love the way that they say no, like unironically. Yeah. I think maybe I thought it started as an ironic nar. love, but I do. I love it. it- <laughs> That's what the word "no" needed. Was yeah. a hard consonant at the end. Really mm, drive it home. Nar. Just punctuation. I love it. But I don't know. Maybe Austin Butler was just stuck. I feel stuck. like maybe you're just stuck. Who also yeah. has a theater degree. Uh, that doesn't sound like the method acting that uh, that my peers were doing. <laughs> they would turn that ish off when we uh, left the theater every day but to each their own we can't all be daniel day lewis day lewis i was about to say like daniel day lewis <laughs> the man came who mine right away shoes <laughs> oh my gosh i didn't know you were a theater kid oh yeah those were those were my two things that i was studying environmental science and theater because i couldn't choose and my parents were like okay but if you also get your theater degree we're not gonna help you pay for it and i was like no. <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. My double major was theater and creative writing. There is a theater per kid to TikTok pipeline. I am convinced. Oh, I'm convinced. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah, time yeah, I find yeah. out another matter. one of us was a theater kid. Okay, but John, you have also lived seventeen lifetimes. <laughs> I know. He was I am old. Lifetimes. Thanks. Lawyer. I am old. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, not at all. You're perfect. <laughs> A go-go dancer. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard about that from from Jessica Wu when we were in Florida a couple of weeks Not ago. Not Jessica Wu, like, and I was like, "Oh my god, what secrets <laughs> is my friend keeping from me? And why are they all amazing?" Oh, <laughs> uh, he also used to yeah. be an escort. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He wasn't. A- <laughs> <laughs> Starts naming jobs, trash right, right. <laughs> He's also a porn star. <laughs> oh my Ain't gosh, I'm the queen's fixer. Mm. <laughs> he invented <I> OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so glad this isn't recorded on video. <laughs> I'm just. I wish so it was. Mortified. I wish See John just <laughs> curling in on himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Um hold on, sorry. Oh shit. I thought oh I was gosh. on do not disturb, but I thought I'm not. There we go. Oh, did someone okay. push a notification to you? How they rude. did. How rude. <laughs> what, do you ever do that where it's like this was delivered quietly and I was like, no bitch. <laughs> I do that to my little sister all the time. When I know she is not actively on stage, I will always push my messages through her. Wake like, up. Listen, bitch, I love you and I had to deal with you while you were a baby. You have to you have to look at this TikTok I need you to see. <laughs> it's for a TikTok. <laughs> it always is. It always uh, is. <laughs> Oh man! Oh. <laughs> yes, my sister is also a theater person. My parents are trying to figure out where they went wrong, so they can tell other parents <laughs> how to not go wrong the same way. 
No, I'm sure they're very proud of you with all your accomplishments. They don't understand any of it, but I did show my mom my James Beard Award, and she did admit there that it, it was shiny and heavier than she expected. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That's the most mom thing. <laughs> God. Truly. Truly. And sometimes I'm like, Mom, you are... <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Mom, you are so many generations in to be going this hard on me in terms of your lack of pride. I was like, I would expect this from Nana. I would expect this from Nana's parents. <laughs> Why can't you just be okay with mediocrity? <laughs> That's not the answer. Wait, no, but your mom does recognize that the James Beard is like a hyper prestigious award, right? She does, but she also recognizes that mine was for social media, which somehow... <laughs> Makes it worse. <laughs> it's like winning an Oscar for math. Exactly. My mom is like, oh, wow. Sometimes people win Oscars for best animated short. Doesn't mean it's what we're talking about in the whole season. And I'm like, I love the animated shorts, mom. <laughs> and my dad, who doesn't even have any social media that I know of, literally only knows that I have done things when I show up in his, like, Google, you know how on the Google front page they'll be like, here's some yeah. news stories you might be interested mm -hmm. in. Every once in a blue moon, I will show up in those and my dad will be like, oh, you did real great on Jimmy Kimmel a month and a half ago. Like, Thank, you, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <sighs> yeah, so my parents, they don't, they don't understand. They're just happy I don't live under a bridge. Um, a running joke with all of the cousins in my generation of our family is how every single compliment my mom and her siblings give me is just a veiled insult. <laughs> in the family group chat, no less, my uncle will be like, wow, we were all so worried about you for so long. And now you've really found a space for your specialized talents to flourish. And I'm like, thanks, Uncle Sonny. <laughs> and then immediately in the cousin subset of the group chat, my cousins will be like, lol. <laughs> we're so proud of you for not, for not living in a box, Alexa. Oh, bad. Okay, so Alexa. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a question we like to ask all of our guests when they come on. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, you're gonna die. You okay. can't get out of it. There's no changing your fate. Okay. Um, what would you like to eat for appetizer, lunch, dinner, and dessert? Wow. Oh dinner and dessert. God. You get to pick anything you want. Oh my god! This is such a tough choice. Okay, my appetizer. There is a restaurant in Brooklyn, New York called Honey Badger, and everything that they serve is like foraged or hunted or gathered within like a 500 mile radius of the restaurant. It's like what? the coolest wow. place ever. Wow. And they in have in New York, in Brooklyn. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh. and everything is amazing. My appetizer would be their fall amuse bouche platter, which is a little buzz button, um, a tiny sprig of wintergreen berries and a tiny piece of smoked acorn cheese and that acorn cheese oh, yeah. is so good i think about it daily 
So what? they made it, so they turn acorn into milk and then they make cheese out and of it. And then they make cheese. Yeah, they like it's fermented just like a cheese is wow. and then it's put through the smoker just like you would like smoke a smoked gouda. It was wow. so good. So that would be Also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, a buzz button is like Oh, it's like, imagine like the middle of a daisy, the flower, the yellow part in the middle of a daisy. But like when you eat it, it like numbs your tongue like a Szechuan peppercorn. They're yeah. very pretty and they're very they're interesting. So yeah, they're also sometimes called spilanthes. I believe that's the uh, the name of the genus that they're in. And they, you can sometimes get them with like fun, kitschy drinks. Uh, I know some place in Vegas does a popular cocktail that you get like a buzz button on the side with. Um, I also feel like this is a great time to apologize to one of my friends who I once fed a buzz button without adequately <laughs> telling her what to expect. Um, I really thought that I was clear enough and she did not. She started crying and I felt very... <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually gave somebody like who didn't... Uh, it was it was like a combination of things. They'd never had a Szechuan peppercorn before. And I tried explaining to them what it was, but they were also the type of person who was like allergic to a lot of things. Oh, so God. it sent them into a panic attack and they had to run down to their car. They weren't allergic to it, but like, you know, but, I guess like when you have like such a strong reaction and you've never felt that before, they and I totally like, I felt, I would felt very, very bad. Luckily, they were totally fine, but... <laughs> Oof, similar experience. Oh. You have to watch out what you feed people. <laughs> you have to watch out what you feed people. I had a <laughs> I gave a cousin of the Szechuan peppercorn that grows here in the Midwest to my partner once. And I don't think he had ever just had Szechuan peppercorns on their own before. And that was silly and fun. And he also was worried for a second that he was having an allergic reaction. I'm like, no, it's supposed to feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you feel like your taste buds are dying? Good, good. Yes, that means it's doing what it's supposed to. Okay, that was a long... Okay, that was my, my appetizer and, and then some. For my actual meal... Oh, my God. Okay, so the, the honest answer, if I'm dying tomorrow, it would be a tie. So I make... It's awful that I'm putting my own food on here, but I make these really good <laughs> lion's mane crab cakes, and I'm obsessed with Ooh. them because no one does vegan crab cakes well. And I mean, if, if I couldn't do that, and if I didn't, if I couldn't be cooking for myself, there is a small family-run restaurant in Cape Cod that my family has been going to since it opened in the 1940s, and they make a crab cake that is then smothered, like the sauce on it is seafood bisque and when mm. i grew up that was my favorite meal i would count down until it was time to go to the cape to visit our family so i could go and get this meal and while it would make me sad because of the crab um it would also probably make me feel real safe and secure and take me back to childhood a little mm. bit um yeah i used to i used to split it with my nana when i was tiny and couldn't finish the whole thing on my own and then uh i before going vegetarian when i was 12 graduated to getting to have my own and my nana was really pissed about it because she was like well i want my own thing but i also want some of them so what are we gonna do about this so i think that would be my dinner oh my gosh for my dessert Ooh, ooh. 
I love sweets, so this is very hard Ooh, for me to narrow down. <laughs> I have a huge sweet tooth. Hmm. Ooh, there is a vegan cocoa powder infused corn cake at another restaurant, Gilona, mm. in New York. And they do a lot of like Mexican, but pre-contact style okay. food, but elevated. Wow, yeah, cool. So good. So good. That would definitely be my dessert. Okay. Yum. <laughs> That's delicious. I feel like oh. I went very I feel like I went very fancy for the bookends. And in the middle, <laughs> I'm just like, nah, I don't know who created that family recipe at Lindsay's in Bay, <laughs> Massachusetts. But good on them. They made something good 40, 40 no, years ago. Like, it doesn't have to be fancy for food to be good, you know? Sometimes yeah. like the soup I make at home. Like, I like it better than anything else in the world, you know? Because I get to control my destiny with the spices. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why I'm like, well, I also could just make my lion's mane crab cakes. Because then I get to decide how sweet and fishy and savory and well-spiced mm-hmm. they are all on my own. But one day, <laughs> well, maybe on my deathbed, I will ask the whatever remaining member of the Lindsay family what the secret ingredient is in there. Dang crab cakes, because I want to know. Spill the beans, Lindsay. Spill uh-huh. the beans, Lindsay's. Well, that sounds delicious. And unfortunately, <laughs> that is our time. So Forever. is there anything we really want to like talk about really quick? Share your socials and, or maybe oh. like, you know, remind people of anything you got coming out. I will share my socials because they're uh-huh. confusing because I never expected to get popular on them. My TikTok <laughs> is at Alexis Nicole, and that is Nicole N I K O L E. Because when your mother is Kim K Y M, you are <laughs> going to have some purposeful misspellings in your name. It's just part of the dealio. Uh, so I'm at Alexis works. Nicole on TikTok. I'm at Black Forager on everything else. And I can't be Black Forager on TikTok because someone who likes to steal my videos already took the handle. Oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> That's so annoying. I have blocked them, so I don't think they can get any more of my content. Much sad, Ugh. very cry. Um, but yes, Alexis Nicole on TikTok, Black Forager everywhere else. I would tell people, report Black Forager on TikTok, but then I'm afraid people will get confused. Don't report right. me anywhere else. Just report the name on TikTok. Can you report? Can you report directly to TikTok? Like I feel like you must. Have I some, asked like... them about it, and they were yeah. like, "Well, it's just kind of like a fan page, and they're not getting that popular anyway." Mm. And I was like, first of all, ouch! I'm sorry that <laughs> wasn't enough for someone to coast by on. That hurts. Uh, but also, fine. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So everybody for listening on TikTok, go report the Black Forager. <laughs> and everywhere on- else, just follow me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, please go give her a five star rating on Wikifeed. On, on oh Wikifeed. That is right. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> Let's bring it up to a good solid five or four point five. <laughs> I am secure in my feet. My arches were praised in ballet. <laughs> oh, it was such a pleasure having you here, Alexis. Thank, Thank you, you so for much. Thank you for having me. 
this was so much fun. It was yeah. just to hang out with friends. And when your book comes out, come back. Um, come I back will. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. we can talk about other animals' pooping habits. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Whoa, no. Yeah. I did know that. That is fascinating, though. I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for having me, you guys. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of One for the Table. If you like what you heard, like, subscribe, share. And if you don't, you're a hater. Don't be a hater. <laughs> Bye, like- everybody.